Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello. This is Captain Poodle speaking. Are you ready to find love? Death ahoy, matey. Love. Exciting and new. Go online. Mm. They're catfishing you. Shocker. Fiance. Soon you'll be flying to parts unknown. 90 day Beyonce. Marrying someone you only met on your phone. They French or Chinese, a brand new K-1 visa's the key. Ooh, the key to what, Poodle? To love. It's reality, yes. Let's love. Hello, everyone. It's Poodle coming at you for B90, Season 6, Episode 7, Part 2, with my special guest, special, special specialist, uh, special, <laughs> special guest specialist, Mary Payne from Pink Shade, Mary Payne Gilbert, Mary Payne Gilbert. Hey, special specialist. Okay, I'll take it. Special, special guest, special specialist guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time I have to say your name, it's like uh, when I'm saying that, like if a woman is, uh, she's like a church cause she can't be a pastor cause women can't be pastors. Oh my God. No. For, for perish the thought. She's going to be our, she's our, our children's mission leader. Mary Payne. <laughs> okay. Well, it just, um, it always feels that way to me. Uh, I am, I am Southern. Um, but I know yes. I'm nobody's Sunday school teacher. You, you know are not. Saying? You are definitely no, no one's Sunday school teacher. <laughs> Nobody needs that. Nope. Uh, thank you for uh we are this is kind of our first show back. Maddie is those of you know, he had uh, a little bit of reconstructive surgery, uh <laughs> but without an accident happening. Um and he looks great. He's he doing great. He back. looks great. He'll be back next week. But I have a series of wonderful guests filling in for him. Uh, Mary Payne is the third. We did. I did Toe with DocuSweeties, Chris and Wah. Um, and I did, what else? I did another Below Deck, or I, we did Below Deck with uh, Pat and Dylan from another Below Deck podcast, which was so much wow. fun. Um, and then I'm doing you, me and my ex finale with Kim Cray from Cray, 90 day Cray Cray. So it's been a fun old home week with guests. 
That's right. Don't yes. you love to have guests? I have guests every week. I love it. I I enjoy. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of people, <laughs> but oh, I okay. but I do enjoy people I already know. Um, Got it. <laughs> Got it. I like yes. I like people. Un- unlike um, unlike Statler, I do not enjoy cleaning robots uh, or or robots in general. Uh, we in Los Angeles we have these these robots that carry like documents and I always have this urge to like trip them or push them over. <laughs> I've seen that. They have them on college campuses now. Like yeah. it's like a Uber Eats, but they put the food and the thing and then it take now how do you get it out of the Uber Eats box? I, do you have I'm a code not, or I'm not sure, but I think it's all a big conspiracy to make us more okay with robots. It, that's my tinfoil hattie America's conspiracy theory drag queen. Uh, theory. Ken Foyle, okay. Hattie, the moon landing wasn't real. <laughs> I, uh, I'm i not okay with robots. I'm not okay with I don't AI. Like them. I'm not okay with robots. I don't I, trust um, it all. I do have a Roomba, but she's not plugged in because she really doesn't do a very good job. So I've given up on her. I've stopped using Chauncey, my Roomba, um, mm. because Chauncey one day got stuck in a shag rug and he could not find his way out and no. basically ate a lot of my shag rug. Yeah. And I can't program him any other way. So I just have someone who cleans my house like everyone else in Los Angeles now. Yeah. I, we have a we we have a lady that cleans yeah. the house. But sometimes I, I like the Roomba. It's really I, just entertaining for me and the dogs. The dogs yeah. like to chase the Roomba around and and bark at it and it's it's entertainment really so we have the robots to entertain the dogs is what i'm getting at i i'm okay with robot entertainment i'm worried when we become the entertainment for the robots that's what i'm worried about (laughs) okay i know anyway this just got dark uh yeah that's that that's me it always gets a little dark (laughs) a little dark Uh, yeah i'm 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 always living just just like one frame away from my own version of daddy's box uh, which Daddy's I box. which I still say is the darkest fucking thing I've ever seen on this show. <laughs> it's um oh, we had a lot of a lot of therapists weigh in. We had one that weighed in that said, "You know what? If that's the way they're dealing with it, then it's fine." And another one said, "Absolutely fucking not. This this is terrible." Yeah. I my thing with it, if that's the way they're dealing with it, to me is kind of fine. I don't know if 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 they're white knuckling daddy's box, then maybe she shouldn't be going to Romania. That's where I well, was. That's that's for sure. Yeah. That's a hundred percent we can if, agree there. If you're if you're taking daddy's box with you in the Uber, <laughs> it may it may be time to cancel your flight. Uh if if dad yeah anyway y'all I we're agree gonna, I we're agree. gonna be talking uh episode seven of season six called Fatal Attraction I won't be ignored what's his name in that movie Dan 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 I won't be ignored that's a that's a gif gif however you say it that I'd love to send to people when you send them a text and they don't respond <laughs> I give I'll give them I give them about twenty minutes and then that's what they're getting <laughs> that's it's, a it's, good it's, one. Glenn Close walks into the frame. I won't be ignored, Dan. And I'm like, I'm, you won't. I'm not going to be ignored, Dan. You will write me back. I sent you a text. Do, do you have red on your text? Do you allow red messages or red receipts for receipts? people to see that I read it? Yeah. No. I don't either. I. They don't need to know. 
I, I kind of, I hate that. And I, and I, I understand why people do it, especially for business. I yeah. don't want anyone knowing that I read their text. I sometimes I cannot get back to you right away because I've had something either pressing or I need to think about what I'm going to say. And I don't mm-hmm. want you knowing I've read it so you can stew about it. Um, I just like, sometimes I get it and I'm like, oh, by the way, I'm doing 12 other things and exactly. maybe in an hour I can respond, but I can't just, if it's not yes or no, I, then I might have to. Yeah. I think we all need to stand up and say, we don't need these as a culture. We don't need red receipts. I I understand them. I think it puts way too much undue pressure on the person being texted. Yeah, there's a whole phrase for it. You, you left me on red. You left me on red. I know. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't. Okay. I don't ever want someone to be on red. Uh, yeah, but it's like it's like in the olden days when people would leave you a message on your answering machine, and you would get it when you got home from work. You would press the button. You would hear your yeah. messages. You would write them down and call. Let's get I'm back not, to that. I'm not old enough for that. So oh, whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Not, not me. Not me checking my message machine when I was in college constantly. Yes, and then uh, and then and then when they gave you that feature where you could call from the outside uh, to call your machine uh, to check your messages, uh, 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 that's when it started. Uh, that's when all this shit started. It wasn't like uh, when you got home. Once you could call into your answer machine and get your messages, oh my god, it was over. It was over. Oh, we all we all were. Uh, I, we, it was culture was changed forever. Um, mm-hmm. I want to talk with you just we were talking about the new season of Toe which came out this week season 5 um mm-hmm. and if you're if you're like wait didn't it just end yeah uh Matt Sharp so weird. Has, Matt Sharp's decided and I think TLC's decided that we're going to give you all the 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 90 day fiance penis you want just slap your face just not get your sign <laughs> If you're seeing the intimate portrait, Mary Payne has a sign she uses when she collapses with us. <laughs> it's an actual stop sign. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I, believe that shows like You, Me, and My Ex, maybe even this season, past season of Love in Paradise was not very good. And mm. I think they weren't getting as good ratings. And I think all the way back as January and February, I think TLC, the the fat cats, the kind of like, old men in suits who run to us like, Matt Sharp, we we need Scandaval. I need oh. Scandaval ratings. And yeah, I'm okay. going to, that's like my Gary Busey voice that I use. My oh, okay. Gary Busey. You got to um, mess up yeah. your hair and get, get your teeth. And it was kind of <laughs> like, uh, they said, we need Scandaval numbers. I need eight more shows. So I, I don't know. I, I think it has something to do with that because Scandaval was uh, was the first to kind of to catapult ratings that high. Yeah. And they all want it. And now Kyle Richards has done it again with Real Housewives of Beverly Hills by taking a lesbian lover. Right. That's true. Allegedly or whatever. Allegedly. But whatever. they're they – start, didn't they say they're working it out? But they're not. Or they no, they're living separately, but uh, they like their privacy respected during this time. Now, meanwhile, Kyle, of course, and she does. This girl are out there getting matching tattoos and whatnot. But Andy on his show uh, earlier this week, I can't even tell you what day specifically. A caller called in and said, "Hey, um, did you guys pick up cameras like you did with the Scandal? Did you pick up cameras?" Yeah, and he literally was like, "Uh, hmm." How should I? Huh? 
Ooh, I'm gonna. Hmm. And John Hill was trying to help him. John's like, you just, you, you are considering it. And he's like, how? Hmm. Huh. He was like, it was like, a, it was a thirty second him and haw. Finally, he goes, and that doesn't happen with Andy Cohen. No, he always no. has an answer, and knowing, of course, he's going to be asked this. Yeah. And he goes, hmm. I'll just say this. You will see some of it play out because they they put cameras down in May. And so obviously they picked cameras back up. Of course they did. Of course they did. But he wouldn't say it. He said it about Scandaval. He wouldn't say it because he's probably like everything with Scandaval. There were so many leaks that you knew was so much before. He was just like, hmm, ha, who, how should I answer that? Ha, who, hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So basically, yes, it will. And and of course, that's making us want to watch Beverly Hills more. It has has the desired effect. I'm just glad that Countess Luann is back on our televisions. Um, just, Thank you. I, I've got to say, I did watch Crappy Lake, and Same. I was, I was thoroughly entertained. Of I never thought I would watch Luann Noodle. <laughs> Can you imagine how awful that would be? I, and, I and I think th- th- those two are up for anything. You know, if they it was are. Like Ramona, a Ramona would be like, well, I'm not doing that. I'm not, wouldn't getting, do I'm not it. getting in yeah. that. I wouldn't get my hair wet. You know, and these so- two are Sonya just. Sonia and Luann will do anything. They'll do anything. That's why they're perfect for this show. Sonia will, she talks about pooping her pants, popping her teeth out. Like she didn't give it. She didn't care. She didn't care. She didn't give two shits. I, I watched that and I was thoroughly entertained because these are two women at the top of their game. They yeah. know exactly what they're doing. And I, 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 I just thought, this is genius. And Bravo, you deserve everything you get with this. Good yeah. job. I'm going to watch agree. every single episode. <laughs> Me too. They put out two at once. I was like, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh. We, were t- we were talking a little bit about Toe um, and we, we, were t- we talked about uh, – Brandan and Mary, and as well as Dan. as Rapunzel and uh, Ronald 2.0 as well. But I want to talk uh, Julio, as as Kirsten says, Julio, Julio, uh, and Kirsten, the Dutch Barbie. Uh, the yeah. one thing I'm a little, I, I was a little worried, and I think Doctor Sweeties may have convinced me. Especially Wa said, "Remember, they did live together for two months already. So Julio yeah. and Kirsten have lived together for two months." So maybe it 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 is better. I just got the idea that he was a DJ and he liked to travel, and it was one of those good vibes only. And he hadn't told his anybody in his family yet, but he's waiting for the shame that happens because we we heard his mother say things like, "Well, no, you just enjoy, and I'll sit here and suffer." Um, I'll just be a, I'll just be alone forever. It's fine. So maybe we understand why he didn't tell her. Uh, I will say he is hot. He is fine. Woo. He's gorgeous. He's yeah. gorgeous. And Maddie's I going freak when he gets back. <laughs> I don't love a little wiki wiki. I, I don't. I don't enjoy yeah. a DJ. I don't enjoy that as a profession. But he's gorgeous, and that girl is. Go- I was like, is that a filter? Nope, that's just her gorgeous no, face. Uh, yeah. I will say there was a part where in she had a different talking head and I don't know if this was intentional, but she had a procedure with her lips done in between. <laughs> oh no, it was a little bit of oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I was like, y'all need to schedule these at the same time. Don't do don't do her that way. She got uh, a little lip flip in the midday. She the was just like but they were talking about it. They knew they didn't know. They're like, we need to be with each other. And we, maybe we don't know each other in the cultures as well. And she's like, well, how is, how can I find good Gouda there? 
aren't they going to have wooden shoes? <laughs> she was pretty. I like looking at her. She's Can I take my bike? Um, <laughs> she's. I, I think she's fine. I. I, I think either it's one of those storylines, whether there's not a lot of stakes and they're fine, or there's one big secret and it's going to be horrific. I just uh, was going to say, somebody has a secret. Somebody has a, some, one yeah. of those two has a secret because yeah. you, can, you can't get through the season like, without somebody having a secret. I was the little girl who pulled her finger out of the dike. <laughs> that's her secret. Wow. That's a real current reference. <laughs> I think that was like 300 years ago. I was about to say, throw um, it in. Yeah. Backed up. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. and then there's Kenny and Armando, and I'm just going to be honest. Love. I love them. I love them to death. I think the storyline is pretty low stakes for me. Um, yeah. I don't really uh, – I was talking to Michelle from Bloody Day about this. I think Armando is bored. Um, I think that's why he wants another baby because uh, he, he hasn't found what he wants to do yet. And yeah, yeah. Well, um, he had that. I mean, he had that career with that family, you know, dog business. Yeah. And then he doesn't have that anymore. I mean, he, there was like a business owner. Yeah. And now he doesn't have it anymore. Yeah. I think he's bored. And Kenny's always fun to watch. Just know it'll be lovely what we'll see. But uh, I, I think a lot of it will be them going places in Mexico City because it takes so fucking long to get anywhere there. Sorry. <laughs> when, when you were talking earlier on the earlier episode about Mexico City, I was like, did you see the Kinnear and Armando? Because they were in the car like this traffic. And he's such like a country boy to put yeah. him right in that. Get a starter city. Get a smaller city. I, I kind of agree. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. Mexico City is a huge fucking city. We're talking like, I want to say. It's a crime. It's not a crime 20, there. 20, right? 20 million in certain parts. Yeah. I want to yeah. say it's 20 million people in Mexico City. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know. And I'm like, you guys live like on they, the ocean. They're, they're <laughs> exactly. There are very nice parts of Mexico City, um, like Condesa and things like, or Condesa and things like that. But like, there are anywhere outside of the tourist districts is there's a lot of poverty. Um, so yeah. you can. Uh, I I liked when I visited. Um, it's beautiful. Had a lot of great food, uh, but I was a privileged tourist staying in a very nice hotel. Right, of <laughs> with, course, right. With uh, and so that was that was my experience of Mexico City. When we were going through certain parts of it, I was like, "Yeah, this is this is not so nice." I imagine. Are they talking hard. about? Are Kenny and Armando talking about getting a surrogate and all that? I mean, it, that, I that's years. It's years down the line know, before they would have that, a baby, and he's already sixty. I would be what, like, "Fuck no." That's why I think this is kind of a non-starter of a storyline. Um, yeah. But I'm happy. I think they are on the show because they think we're representing a gay couple on this show. We can yeah. only do good with this. We can use this platform. Great. Yeah. I, I like it that I love them. They're great people in, in the way that, we, that, that they've interacted with us. They've been nothing but kind to us. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm glad they're on the show. I just don't know if there's that much stakes. But again, I'm happy. Maybe Armando will have a breakdown and leave Kenny and Hannah no. will I, I know I'm 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 not wanting this to happen. No. I'm just <laughs> No. You? No, I love yeah. them so much. I love they have to be protected. Hannah at all becomes costs. a bad seed. No. Oh my God. <laughs> no. I think you know, she's just speaking perfect English in the backseat. Oh. God, what an and, icon. What a and, fucking icon she and is. And Kenny's in the front like, 
Uno. Lo siento. Hours. <laughs> we'll be there in Uno hours. I was like, oh no, he has learned zero English. I mean, zero Spanish, not even four Como words. Como esta busy Mexico City. Yeah. I can't he believe tries. he's 60. Boy, he looks good. I got to take all my serums. <laughs> I know. Like, tell me what the serums are. I need to look I like know. that. I Every, know. Everyone was like, tell us the names. <laughs> Screenshot. Yeah, what are they? Yeah. Anyway, I'm I think this I think this season of Toe, and it's gonna be it's only gonna be I'm down to one hour, uh, I believe, for the rest of the season. So Oops. I know, please don't make it longer, but it's gonna go for a very long time, we've heard. So it's gonna be like oh. the first season of Toe, remember? Where yeah, 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 it was yeah. like twenty two episodes. Um Okay. So you know that when you get that information, you have to pass it to me as I pass it to you immediately <laughs> for for the scheduling because you and I are the ones with like Very I've pain. got my I've got the spreadsheet, the Very schedule, pain. and I've, we're yes. both obsessed with scheduling. And scheduling, it's the only way I remain. I I can have any sense of control over my fluctuating life. <laughs> yeah, and I desperately okay. need that. Um, yeah, I, I, the schedule. I mean, you asked me a question. I'm like, let me pull up my spreadsheet. I've got it on the schedule. I know yeah. we need to trade. I I just found that out recently that it would be one hour. Uh, so yeah, I, I, well, Kimberly and I were talking about it, um, or Amy Archer and somebody I was talking about with one of my co-hosts and I was like, it can't be, I, we can't have it. The toe being no, 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 two no. hours in addition to, we're also covering temptation Island. Yeah, there's the no same, way. I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't do three hours. Yeah. Uh, let's tired. Anyway, I'm excited. Let's start with, uh, Riolette on this thing. So Riley and Violet, if you remember from last week, uh, <laughs> we had, uh, let's say we had Giftgate, uh, where he gave two of his, her, her daughter's, uh, gifts and did not give one to mama. Um, I mean, flowers, something. He didn't bring her anything. I know. I, I, I was pretty appalled, uh, yeah. about that. It's happening. her home. It's her yeah. home. You're going to someone's home. You bring a gift. What do you, what do you, um, I did not like her calling him old and ugly, uh, in front of the woman. And I, and he said something later. He's like, the worst thing he's like, I could kind of understand if we were around family, but it's like, you did that in front of a stranger. And I, yeah. I think these yeah. were people that she may have known that had some familiarity, but he doesn't know them. And right. it, it wasn't fair. And I yeah. like it when he's saying, you called me fat and old and ugly. And she's like, I almost wanted her to say, I didn't call you fat. <laughs> he, threw, she, he threw that in she there. Did. But she oh, did. Maybe because she did she call was, him fat. Because she was talking oh, about measuring right. his belly. She did. She's like, I'm twice of your belly. She did call him fat. You're right. And look, here's the thing. Like what we said is that it's not a joke that ha ha, if everybody's not in on the joke. He yeah, wasn't exactly. in on the joke. He wasn't she was in speaking on about him on another language. And then when he said, what are you saying? And she goes, I was just saying you're old and fat and ugly. I, it's I'm not funny if you're not. She in on actually the joke. translated. I, I yeah. <laughs> that's why there's something about her. Yet she can be a little cutting, but there's something about her. I like her directness, and I actually a lot of people have been saying, uh, a lot of people who either uh, have Vietnamese parents or some Vietnamese. Uh, one woman said, "I just want to reach out because we asked this and we asked our listeners about this if this was what she said was true." And uh, and a lot of breaches said. 
it's pretty true for my mom and my aunts because that's how they talk. Uh, just, just super blunt. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it's considered to play with each other. Now, when you're with your family members, you are super blunt and you kind of get the other person's goat. Right. And okay. And my friend and I actually texted my friend whose mom is Vietnamese and her her father is American, and uh, I said just just kidding, getting your perspective because uh, doing a little research because uh, I know your mom is Vietnamese and I'm like. This this character on the show says that all all Vietnamese women talk that way to their men, and she's like, "Well, according my mother, she's like my mother doesn't really to my father uh, because my father wouldn't like it." She's like, "But all my aunts treat their treat their husbands like shit." <laughs> okay, uh, but she said she said it is common to play in a very blunt and direct way. I just yeah. think culturally we're not really understanding that uh and i don't think yeah. and i think riley riley's one of those who believes this is one of my bones to pick with him is that he's like well i've been hurt before and my fragile feelings are more important than anyone else's fragile feelings right so there's this there is this idea that we should all be be respectful of ryan's riley's feelings at all times because he's been hurt before because he's the only one in the world who's ever been hurt before well we had this huge conversation on the podcast about everybody says like, oh, he seems so angry and all this. And I'm like, we haven't seen him show any anger at all. We've seen him get a little uh, offended or whatnot, but yeah. we haven't. Again, we're not seeing this anger. Uh, people are like, oh, well, you have to talk to um, Jake because he he agrees that, you know, Riley's bad. And I'm like, I don't think Jake, they don't think they think he's I, like a I bad guy. I what I did say is he was fitting the sex tourist thing because he was choosing a Vietnamese woman. I didn't really okay. talk about the anger as much. Um, I did say throw him on the burn pile because I say that for all men. But <laughs> basically, I yeah. think I'm understanding him more now. Um, but at the same time, what I what I am starting to see is this conversation. Um, uh, let me just get let me get right into it. Uh, I feel like remember in the first episode when she took him to see like some of the military things. And she yeah, went, I want to show you more tanks, which is still one of my favorite lines. <laughs> He's, He's like, like, what about he, this? He, He's like, I want to show you more tanks. I've seen I like one. I've seen them all. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, and I said, oh, we're at the Remembrance Museum. I'm like, oh, she's going to show him more tanks. <laughs> and what I see, uh, she says, well, every time I come here, I feel sad because the, the war happens. He's like, well, that happens with war. Sometimes it's sad. And there's something that's starting to happen of the way he participates in relationships is like, I need you to understand me because that's his big mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, and I don't know if he's ready to work hard to understand her. Uh, and I, I think for me, what what bothers me most about him is the equity of the positions that either of them are in, and okay. and it's this idea of he's American, he has all the cards, um, okay. and she knows that, and she's trying to negotiate that, and good for her for saying. We need to learn more about each other's culture. You need to learn more about it. He says, and you need to learn more about mine. And she's like, you know what? You're right. I should not have called you. I'm sorry. I should not have called you fat and ugly in front of that mm -hmm. person who you did not mm -hmm. know. Right. And, but she said, you did not bring my mother anything. And that's, 
And I will say, that's not just Vietnamese culture. That's culture at large. <laughs> if you, you showed up to my mother's take, house without anything. Gift. Yes. Yeah. Anything. Like, oh. I mean, flowers, a candle, anything. Yeah. I guess you weren't raised right. <laughs> that's right. Um, no, home, no home training, as we would no, say. No, no home, home training. training. And, uh, and then she said, well, my mom may have told, told me that you were jealous and you wanted to control me and you're not thoughtful. And I think, I think what there is this kind of, he's always appalled when she may have something else in mind, other, like if she can, if he can imagine a world that where there would be someone else besides him in it, and he's Mm. appalled by it. So I think his, I think his world is very small that he lives in. And I think he's made it that way. So he can kind of, he can kind of like, listen to his jazz and smoke his cigars at the computer. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of waiting to see because he does seem more human in this episode. I can understand yeah. why he's doing things. Uh, and they seem to kind of, there's a lot of progress made because they say, you're going to learn about my culture. I'm going to learn about your culture. And she says, this is not the way, the way I talked about that is not rude in my country. And yeah. would you, let me ask you this. What did you think about last week when they had that little tiff in the street about her getting that shirtless picture, which is sus. But, it is. And then the two of them, the way they react to each other, both of them were so immature because it's like, oh, well, you're going to do that. You're not going to talk to me that way. I'm going to leave. Okay, bye, bye. It's, like, yeah. it's so immature. It's like a, it's like on the playground, you, yeah. know, like, mm, Bo- you know? Both of them need a little, both of them need to listen as more Brene Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Both of them could use the the heart atlas or something. They they both could use a little more vulnerability training. Uh, mm. I I just don't think these two people really know one another that well. Yeah, I think that's um, right. And what did you think about that shirtless picture though? Do you think it was my friend sent me a shirtless picture so I could show another friend because they're dating? That seems a little. Here's here's what I'm thinking. Okay. <sighs> Just like Ricky in the first season of Before the 90 Days, if you can remember Ricky. that bullshit yes. Ricky. Yes. Uh, I think she's got a backup uh-huh. because she's like anybody. Um, yeah. And I think, I think, I think she understands their relationship differently than he does. And I think that's on her side because I don't think she wants to fully, she says, well, maybe I'll be your wife one day. She's thinking of this trip as them getting to know one another better. Mm-hmm. He's thinking of that as I'm going to decide if I, she's going to be my wife at the end of this trip. Right. Yeah. I, they're I mean, still yeah. on the same page. And, and for him to say, you're a liar, you lie that completely. Yeah. And that's what he sees the world as just a binary either she's a completely cheating whore or she's faithful and yeah i think you're right yes and i think it's it's hard because i understand why people like like i i kind of softened to him a little bit this episode i still think there's bad bad stuff in the can (laughs) for both of them because both of them have a temper and don't like to be pushed around um yeah so we'll yeah we'll see um i did I I must say when they were out to dinner, I was like, "Well, this is this is kind of nice." And she apologizes. I, I, I got to ask yeah, go something ahead. really quick. Do you think it's interesting that we haven't seen any 
hand holding, arm around, kiss on the mouth. It's true. Nothing. And no, no chemistry. Discussion, no discussion of maybe you'll sleep over or anything like that. That is very true. And it could be in the editing, but that's a really good point. And did they kiss at the airport? I can't remember. remember it was like we we had they had a bed of whoever would touch the other one first. The other oh, one would be fuck like fuck that. Uh, yeah, so stupid. Fuck so they that. I, I don't know if they kissed or not, but they did make the joke about oh you I'm gonna get a a, a room key for you for my room in case you want to come over kind of a right. thing. But we haven't seen it since with all these other couples. At least we see, I mean, even with Cleo and Christian, we've seen them kiss or yeah. talk about their sexual attraction to no, each other or whatever. That's a, that's a really good point. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, Lord, let's just get this over with. Maybe Sunrise Surprise? Oh, that one's pretty. No, it's got lilies. God, Jaybird lilies are for funerals, you know that. Poodle, what are you doing? By the height of your hair, I can tell you're stressed. Stress doesn't even begin to cover it, Maddie. We're about to go on tour again, so I've got to get the perfect flower arrangement picked out for Mother Poodle for her upcoming birthday. I don't know if you're aware, but she's a little choosy. When it comes to flowers, I was once berated for sending a bouquet that was too pink and not in a purple. And don't even get her started on baby's breath. Cool. Whoa. Well, maybe instead of flowers this year, you could get her an original song from Songfinch. Songfinch! Yes, our Canadian fans love the song we had written for them. And a Songfinch original song won't arrive with a bunch of half-dead flowers and weeds. Cool. Sissies, are you trying to find the perfect gift for someone special in your life but feeling overwhelmed? Finding a truly unique gift that they'll actually love can be challenging and frustrating. That's why we're so excited we discovered Songfinch. It's such an amazing, thoughtful gift, and it's easy and fun to make. That's right. Songfinch lets you create an original radio-quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. Songfinch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, 
what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Songfinch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. They also have unique add-ons that make the gift even more special, like a vinyl record of your song or a one-of-a-kind piece of art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. And y'all, we were absolutely blown away by our song, Finch Song. They had all of our inside jokes in it, and our sissies loved it. It really summed up everything we wanted to say to our fans for helping us get to where we are today. Whether your song is for Father's Day, an upcoming graduation, wedding, or an anniversary, or even a mother poodle birthday gift, or just a gift to show your loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in one of Song Finch's top artists. Don't waste another dollar on more stuff. Get a radio-quality original song that's totally unique to your relationship. It only takes four to seven days, but the song will last forever. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free, so you and the lucky person you gift it to can listen to it anytime, anywhere. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Maybe they'll work on it, but... Later on, when they're out to dinner, and she's like, she's like, mind if I wear a sexy dress? He's like, definitely not. And he's there in his white suit. And it's interesting. She says, tell me more about your country. And this is, this isn't, of course, it's a leading question. If your sister doesn't like me, what happens? And she's like, well, if we were, it didn't, wouldn't matter because we're married. And, and I was like, how naive can you be? If, if, if that, <laughs> You you are so fucking naive to think if your whole family doesn't like your wife, you think everything's fine? Jesus. No. No. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's a I think that 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 she was like, okay. And then then I think th- this is where things got a little weird. When he's like, I'm gonna how about I'm gonna go to the bathroom? We're gonna call my friend Tiffany, and Tiffany's gonna sister. Open up. Tiffany's oh, I, his sister. Oh, I thought it was like friend that he said he's like his brother. Maybe you're right. No, she said you look like you look like your brother. Oh, like, like I they think look you're alike. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, that is his sister. And it was strange because he brought up the thing at the table about um her being texting on the, the yeah. texting the dad. And she goes, Remember, we're not gonna talk about anything tonight. He goes, You're right, we're gonna have a nice meal, we're not gonna bring up anything. And then so she's let like, me call my sister. That's and I felt it was a little bit of dirty pool, um, letting his sister do the work for him. Uh, totally. And totally. It feels like games, and I don't think she's going to play games because I guarantee you. Agree. The reason why she's still on the apps is because she's keeping her options open. And I res- better. I kind of respect it. <laughs> this is I, I talked about this and and uh, it the Hazel principle. Um, and this idea when you're in a bad situation or you want to do better for your family, like the mm-hmm. Hazel and Tariq, where it's not black and white about if you love someone or you want a better place for your family and or your future generations, mm-hmm. everything is complicated in that world. So it's like you can't just 
every, every, you say yes to everything and yeah. you're considering and you also have other options. So everything is gray uh, in that. Because do we believe Hazel really loved Tariq? Uh, <laughs> I know exactly. But we do believe she liked him enough to want to move to the U.S. with him and have a better future for her children. Yeah. And it's interesting, though. Violet seems to have a pretty nice life. Agree. She has a very nice scooter and she has a, <laughs> she does. And she has a good job. A fun and she group has of friends who are her sex fun, in the city group. She's definitely the Samantha as we decided. Yeah. And she's gotten a nice family and they seem to have a nice family home and she has a steady job and she, it's not like what we're seeing with, um, David and Sheila, no, like abject no. poverty. Or we're no, not, you know she, what I mean? Was, yeah. Sheila's, so I house, Sheila's house was in a typhoon and then it burned. <laughs> and they're still living there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, think, I mean, that's, yeah. we're not in that same situation with Violet. So no. she could keep her options open. She didn't need to just yeah. get with the first guy that's going to throw her a bone. Yeah. She's, she's got a, she doesn't even seem like she's like dying to come to the U.S. really. No, no, it's very yeah. interesting. She's keeping her cards close. Um, mm-hmm. I, I enjoy watching her because she always has something funny to say. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not convinced that she's that committed as he, much as he thinks either she is or the committed as he is. So we'll I, see. I don't think she thinks this trip is at the end of this trip. We're deciding no, if we're together. No, no, I think no. she thinks he's just visiting me. He's visiting yeah. me and getting to know me. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I, and I don't know. He doesn't seem to very good, be very good at communication. He just kind of assumes. And yeah. so he's assumed a lot. And yeah. Violet has a rude awakening for him, I believe. So that's yeah, all I've but got. Yeah, we'll tell you. I reached out today to uh, Kim and Kyle because a lot of the bunkies have been like, you just don't understand this. Riley is so terrible. He's so terrible. And I'm like, I'm literally recapping what is on my screen. Yeah. I don't, I'm not doing deep journalism to find out about this guy's backstory. If I was only recapping one show, I could, but I'm recapping right, like right, eight. Right. Yeah, totally. So I reached out to Kim and Kyle and they were like, sent me a list of all these YouTube videos, which is like, I was, I was like, just give me the, give me the worst one. Yeah. I haven't clicked on it yet. I was like, I don't even know if I want to see this. Cause they're like, what it is, is he was trying to do like some stand up, and, and it's apparently like, super problematic the jokes yeah. he was making yeah. i was like was this 20 years ago and he thought That's he was true. Dave Chappelle? Yeah. and they're like we don't know anyway it's just it's stupid it's not funny and it's just like weird so y'all like, all right if you go on a reality show scrub your whole fuck if, if i'm ever if i'm ever on a reality show you will not find one scintilla of information about me <laughs> I'm you gotta hire a everything. Firm. You gotta hire a firm to scrub I know. it for no, you. you. Yes. I, w- I will need I will need like witness protection to <laughs> to do it for me. Looks like, like some, Jake, but it's not him. Not someone him. shows it and, and I will deny, deny, deny. Someone's like, I think you sent me this dick pic a while, a while ago. No. And someone 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 will grab the phone and like crush it. <laughs> someone will just run from behind and yeah. slam that person to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I'll pay anything. I'll pay anything to anyone who'll help me scrub all that shit. Uh, anyway, we'll figure that out when it comes out, I'm sure, which it will. Mm. Uh, do you want to talk about Ty, poor Ty? Oh, God, Ty Ray. Oh, Ty Ray. Oh. <laughs> I think I'm going to meet Carmela, but I still think she's a lady. 
That's really ugly. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Makes me feel sad about myself when I watch Tyree on my TV. <laughs> Sorry. Sweet. Sweet. I bought Ty that Ray. child's I bought that child's ukulele just so I could do these bits. <laughs> Dedication. It's a write-off. Yes. It's a write-off. Um so he says, you know, um, he's talking and he says, I just feel in my heart Carmela is real. And that <sighs> You know, it's probably just a boyfriend or something trying to break us up. Like that's what I feel. Okay, so he's just, that's he's that's what he's going with. So we, we last week came through um, a list of all the things that he hadn't come up with yet. That was <laughs> she's in a coma. She's in a coma, and that's yeah. why she can't write him back. Yeah, um, it was an evil twin amnesia. Like a, on, amnesia, evil twin. <laughs> We're like everything from a soap opera. He has not. He's come up with almost everything there is to come up with yeah. as to why this is not on the surface what it seems is a catfish. So he's in the car with his sister Lashanti, and he says, uh, "Well, I've hired a PI to do some research. I'm going to get to the bottom of. I'm not going to believe this production team. No, I'm going to get a PI to do my own research. So we meet with this guy. His name is Lewis." So Lewis tells Tyree and Lashanti, you know, I ran the phone numbers and some other items and uh, the numbers were all drop phones or untraceable phones. But uh, an email did come back to a PayPal account, but it's private. It has to be subpoenaed. So I can't get that. But it's it's different than the PayPal that you have. (laughs) And uh, I did some reverse image searches and uh, he goes, yeah, you probably came up with those escort sites, right? And he goes, yeah, it's a little raunchier than and that. I, uh, got, I'm leaning in. <laughs> and I'm leaning out. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 don't show it. Um, but it's like this this person in these pictures is a cam cam girl, a yeah, porn star, you know, cam, cam girl. So, um, and he's like, she's a porn star. He's got this like New yeah. Jersey like cop accent. He's like, he's like, I hate to tell you, kid, she's a porn star. So he says, uh, here's one of her Twitter accounts, okay? It says, sweet Carmella. And uh, you'll notice she has some contact information here. She's got a PayPal account there. Doesn't match the one that you have, but her account is listed as the United States. Yeah. So he goes, oh, oh. And Tyree leans over and goes, oh, right here it says, uh, uh, it says uh, fetish queen. Wow, wow. So he rubs his eyes, <laughs> takes his glasses at, off. At that point, we're all just going... Do you get it now? And then no. he says, Mm-mm. you know, none of this lines up with the Carmelo that I fell in love with. I went, no, because that's a man. That's a no. man, Tyree. That's a man. He does not get that he's been catfish. He does not get it. And he says, um, but oh. you know, but you know what I'm thinking? It's like a light bulb. Bing. Maybe the person <laughs> behind the texting and the woman in the photo is two different people. I died. I I screamed, and uh, I I just want to uh, on the tell all. I wish I could contact them and say, "Can I take Tyree into a room, a very soft, calming room, and explain this uh, event by event what happened very slowly, and to give him the time he needs to process? He probably still won't get it." Because we said when, when he first got the information, he was so upset. He's always throwing a phone. Yeah. He's always throwing a phone, um, like Clint from Love After Lockup. <laughs> Quit throwing your phone, Clint. Um, and he, 
but then when we saw him last week when he was out the getting the ice cream with this, it had been two weeks. We're like, well, we've uh, given him two weeks. So now it's even further than that. So Lewis says, Let me, I'm going to show you a video. And Tyra goes, okay. Oh, so it's the, girl's vo- it's the girl's voice, you know, saying, hey, I'm whatever. I'll lick your toes, whatnot. And he goes, well, I never heard her voice. One time she sent me a video, but no voice was attached because the, the voice part of her iPhone was broken. I mean, okay. And, and then he goes, Lewis goes, listen, I'm a PI. So what I'm telling you is these are the pictures, the same background. These are the pictures of the girl who is not the person that you're talking to. Do you understand goes, the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> my husband, that's my husband's favorite thing to say. Do you understand the words coming out of my mouth? So he goes, he says to Lewis, you know, I think I'm just angry. Somebody <laughs> got me. Somebody got me with photos of a porn star. That's, yes, that's part of it. But still. <laughs> and he says, but I'm still confused. But I'm confused because they had a way to get in touch with the person I was talking to. <sighs> so I want to see maybe if that person and Carmela, this person in the photos, were working together on the scam. Good idea. It's only yeah. uh, 500 more dollars, and I'll help you figure that out. <laughs> yeah. Lewis goes, yeah, it's possible. It's possible. <laughs> By the so, way, it's um, per diem. <laughs> Lashanti's like, how much are you paying this guy? Exactly. <laughs> he told you all of this stuff. Pay me. So um, Tyree <sighs> says, you know, after what I've been through, I'm going to have to tell my whole family about this uh, because we're on a TV show, and I told them my whole family would be on it. And um, Yeah. It's going to be hard. And then I went, holy shit, this is going to get even sadder. I think he's got, there's like eight or six kids in the family. We've only met the one. And it seems like. We met the brother. He, I said this in the first couple of two episodes where it seems like his siblings kind of expect him to do everything for his mom. Yes, Um, totally. He quit his job. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, he's in a tough position and you got to feel sorry for him. But at the same time, you're like, how could anyone be this gullible? Once uh, he got the information, he should have taken yeah. the information at face value. But we're still talking about it. He says this is going to be so hard on his mom because he knows she's going to be disappointed because he's too old to make these mistakes. Yeah. So now he's at his apartment um, that he shares with his oh, mom and his sister is there. <laughs> now, her name is uh, Sharpia. Okay. Sharpia is the sister, yeah. Sharpia. Sharpia. I have to wrote it down phonetically because I Shiprea. want to say- I think it's Shiprea. Maybe I've said it wrong. I wrote, I wrote it out phonetically because okay. all I want to say is Sharpay from, um, from High School Musical. High School Musical. Yeah, and, and it's, it's hard. Anyway, Sharpia. So she's there and he's getting his mom's pills ready for the week. He's doing mm-hmm. all his things and they're talking and she says, let's have a beer. And he says to us in his talking head, you know, I've come to realize I was catfished. And <laughs> we're like, okay, four weeks into this. And um, um, I've reached out to the real Carmela, which is a guy named Christian. And she's and, like, um, she's taking it in. <laughs> uh, I'm coming clean now and uh, I got to talk to my mom. So they sit down with the mom, whose name is Whitney, who seems lovely, like yeah. a lovely soul. And she's in a wheelchair because she's in had a, a stroke. Wheelchair. Had a stroke. He takes care of her. She's, but everything's there. She yeah. gets it. So she comes in and um, he says, listen, mom, I got to tell you and sister that I met a girl four years ago and uh, she lives in Barbados. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. 
And mom goes, when you went to Barbados to see her, that's when I was in the hospital. <laughs> and I went, Ooh. oh, we didn't know that part. And Sharpia says, you know, I thought I was weird that that was the time you chose to go, but we thought maybe you really needed a break. You really you needed a break. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. taking care of mom and I understand. And he goes, well, yeah, the girl, she never showed up. And they're like, wow, well, good. That was the end of that, was the end of that right? And he goes, no, I kept talking to her, even though she didn't show up to see me when I flew to Barbados and spent my last dollar. And they're like, they literally, uh, one of them goes, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah. and I'm thinking about going to Barbados and the mom this, and I still, I, I rebounded it like three times. She went, for what? <laughs> for what? And he goes, um, I need that clip. He goes, he goes uh, you know, the producers have told me that I'm being catfished by a man. And the mom goes, wait, oh. so are you talking to a girl or a boy? He says, well, um, we don't know because Lashanti and I went to a PI and the person in the pictures is a cam girl type <laughs> model. And Model. mom's face is just, you're, she's just watching like the newspaper run across her eyes. She's just like, holy fuck. She is listening to this and she's like, what? she is exactly what he thought. Like, I have raised you better, right? Yep. And he goes, we don't even know who she is, where she came from, if it's a guy, if it's a girl. And so what I'm thinking about is going to Barbados and she says, for what? For what? <laughs> <laughs> for what? And he goes, you know, mom, I got to find the person behind the messages to find out why they did this. And and I was really close with this person. And we had the same goals and aspirations and dreams. Business models. <laughs> she said she loved me. She also and, loved to tan. And we were thinking about opening up a tanning salon. I mean, yeah. she says, mom says, you're going to take the last of your money to Ugh. do that, to go, to go see this person. Why is it so important? And then she looks at the sister and goes, I wish I knew who that person was. And sister <laughs> goes, I'm ready to act up. I'm going to act up from this wheelchair. So I, I love it. She says, I know you want to find love or whatever, but you can't go back over there. And what would you even say to this person? So 
He tells us, I just need closure. And I do feel it's a woman that I love behind the messages. And if I could just see that person and see that she loves me like I love her. And I got to find out if that love was real or fake. If I find out that it's fake, that'll be the closure I need. Now we get mom and Sharpia and they're talking head and mom, they go, this is horrible. This has (laughs) happened to him because he's so sweet and he's so bubbly and we hate to see him so down and heartbroken and he's going to need time to heal. But, and the sister goes, I have so many questions, but he like shut down and wouldn't give us a straight (sighs) answer. And he seems to be holding on to some kind of hope that this is real. And that's the end of it. And oh, it's just like this double tears for Tyra. <laughs> this person needs a lot of therapy to process this, probably starting earlier in his life when his father was murdered in a park. Yeah. And, and then they had probably, to move. Which probably led to his, as he said before, he, he became best friends with food. And yes. uh, I, I think it would have been more costly this i think it would have been cheaper to get a lot of therapy instead of talking to carmela but you know that's not where we are and it's it, this is the what's i what's going to happen i don't what's know gonna I, happen? I, I have what's a feeling happen? we're going to go because this is b90 i have a feeling we're going to barbados whether we like it or not and we're mm-hmm. going to meet this man who was talking to him and he will have a freak fit about it because the idea, this this internal internalized homophobia that he could he may have been talking to a man the whole time has been freaking him out. And yeah, I can't figure out if that's what's freaking him out. I think it's what, a combination it, of a lot of things. Yeah. What if it was like an old, gross old lady? I think what that if, would be better than a man. That would yeah, be better than a man. It's not the fact that it was just a. A total cavity, and this whoever this man is obviously has twenty of these going at a time. Yep, yep. and is using Carmela's picture of all of them because they're readily but available. It is weird that he spent so much time talking to him. Uh, yeah, and and maybe maybe that guy is just such a good catfish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it may be that Christian is just like the best catfish in the world. Yeah, uh, I yeah, it's full time job. It is really hard to watch. That's why so I have sad. to play the ukulele um, to get through that. it. I love that. Uh, let's move on to Christian and Cleo. Um, okay. So, um, where are you on? We, you guys, last week, if you saw, she picks him up at the airport. They they do kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of, kind of r- romantically with the hands I, on the face and the. I agree. I'm. I still feel like he takes a little time to to take to take time with it. I I'm going to say this. I think they they've got these dual problems of her autism and his kind of like I want to go out and party and do things that may aggravate your autism. <laughs> uh, Not good for her, right? I think I think that's that may be wind up, wind up being the bigger obstacle um, than yeah. her being trans. Um, he's so, a wild and crazy guy. He's just oh got a God. party. He, he gets on my nerves, actually. Um, well, do you think? He, I think he was shit faced when he landed. He, he mean, was, he are, and yeah. so he, it may be. Uh, I guarantee you, we're going to see him probably drinking with her later. Um, and people have people have asked me because why why not ask reality gays if you think they're like is Christian gay? And I'm like I don't think it's that simple. I think no. um, I think there are men who claim to be 
um, straight and uh, who are with trans women and that is a thing for them and that they're attracted to the person or they, they proclaim themselves straight. I'm not here to say anything about what Christians' proclivities are. Yes. I think this is a thing where he is, he, I think he's a little, he's a little in too deep because he was someone who tried to do lots of out there things. He's the friend yeah. who would try to do anything. I think this is, he tried something new and I think he's a little bit over his head because you can tell he is. Uh, yeah. Basically he was, he was back with him. He's like, it's going to take me more time to get over this. And he kind of went to bed very quickly. She was upset. I do think it's a little presumptuous of her to want more physical contact. Um, like so quick, like right yeah. away. For anybody, think, for anybody. I, think that's, I yeah. think that's anybody, especially someone who has not been in a relationship with a trans person before, like mm -hmm. at all. And I think if she's going to pursue it, she needs to keep that in mind. Um, that it's going to be for, for both of them, I think. I don't know how many relationships she's had. Um, so I feel like she's still living in a fairy tale though. And I think that's that's the that's the big red flag for me. Uh she seems to be more into the relationship than he is, you mean? Yeah. 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 Okay. And the romantic kind of like the fairy taleness that it's all in her head. A lot of a lot of this is like having him call the kids having can the like the cats call him daddy. Well, and that's, that's it. Wouldn't be a ninety day show if somebody didn't immediately start calling somebody. Yeah, this is your daddy. that's right. <laughs> yeah, this is your daddy. Uh, so anyway, he the next day he says, "I feel bad." He tells her she feels he feels bad about falling asleep so early, and she's like, "You know, you did snuggle me in the night, and I snuggled you." And he's like, "Oh, you spooned me? Cool, you're a big spoon." And and she's like, "That's when she says I was disappointed. I wanted more physical connections." Later on. She takes this uh, uh, this kind of like topical estrogen gel, and she calls it her fish juice. And I, I want to just w address one thing. We've been getting a lot of people talking about this, and it's been in the chatter. Uh, when, when she said she was serving fish, uh, Cleo said she was serving fish last week. And I think yep. um, those of you who... And a lot of people, mostly, mostly cis women, said, you know, this feels, this feels like misogyny. And the expression, obviously, it's it's where you can think it is. Um, it's mm -hmm. you know dealing with women's genitals and things like that. But it's, how... it's it's a term from Drag Race, correct? It's a it's a it's a term from drag culture. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a term when women drag drag culture and actually early trans culture, um, like early trans culture in New York, saying, "Oh, you're fishy because you can pass as a woman." So, okay. which actually led to a, a case of survive led them to be able to survive more like trans sex workers. And if you were able to pass, oh, you would say, oh, you're so fishy or you're serving fish meant, mm -hmm. oh, you could pass for a woman. And right. okay. so it was a goal. And so what, what Cleo is trying to say, even though I can, I can hear, I can, I understand a lot of you are saying it's very misogynistic term, which I agree with you as cis women. Uh, but what Cleo is taught as a trans person wants to talk about her body as, I don't think we can police that. Um, okay. so I, I, I encourage you to try to understand where she's coming from, uh, when she says serving fish, because one of her biggest goals is to be as authentically close to a woman. She, I guarantee you, she probably doesn't even think about what that she even says later to him, what that she's like, Oh, it's just jargon. 
It's what people say. It's right. being like a woman. And yeah. maybe she doesn't know what it comes from, and maybe she does. But yeah, you 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 often hear it on Drag Race or in drag culture, where you're very fishy. You're you're more like a lady, like which is a big goal for a lot for a lot, not all trans people, mm-hmm. um, to not all trans women to look as feminine as possible. But for right. her, it seems like that's her end goal. So well, we got we got some a lot of because we said that that's what she said and um, it's, uh, Kimberly knew that it was from yeah I, uh, drag culture yeah. and I didn't know and I was like well I understood what it meant but I didn't know yeah. if it was offensive or not and then I, like, I was telling you that um, my daughter and her friend were over and they they were watching drag race right. and so I told them this and I said do you guys know this term they go yeah totally they say it all the time and I said do yeah. you think it's offensive and they were like. No. And I was like, well, a lot of people were telling me that they think it's offensive. And they were like, huh, well, then you should apologize. I was like, <laughs> well, I, I, I was like, I, I'm just trying to tell you that this is what the, the trans woman said on the show. And I'm asking you guys, since you're fans of the yeah. show, they've watched every single episode of every single everything. Do you think it's offensive? And they're like, no. And I said, well, people wrote to me and said, you don't say that anymore. And I was like, okay. And they yeah. were like, well, then you apologize right away. I was like, okay. I mean, I'm just doing my best. <laughs> just try. I'm going to ask Jake. <laughs> I think it's I think it's fine to feel however you want to feel about it. I think we need to imagine what Cleo is thinking when she says it. I think that's a great point. And yes. when and I don't think she's meaning anything malevolent towards anyone. Um, yep, I agree. I don't think I, she's got so, that in her. Yeah, I don't. I that's so that's what I just like to ask people. If you're if I it if I I think. Uh, I think if I was a cis woman, I think I'd be offended by it too. Um, mm-hmm. It never crossed my mind that that when she said it, I thought, oh, that's a drag culture reference. That's a, dra- that's a drag race reference. Mm-hmm. And But I had never, until I thought about it, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. That's that's kind of like, no, and, and already women get so much shit about being known for their genitals already and how they should feel ashamed about it. And, mm-hmm. and it's it was a thing in drag culture to take that back, um, even though it wasn't really something that belonged to them in some ways. Um, but it's 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 y'all. It's really really complicated. But I would just tell everyone it's not as binary as you would imagine. Yeah. So give, okay. Give, well, I think that's give, a great point. Yeah. Let's just think about wh- what Cleo meant by it, and right. she's referring I, to herself. So yeah, I think it's the least of their problems because <laughs> yes, holy problem. shit. Like later on, uh, he's saying things like, well, how long can I touch you not to get your estrogen all over? Because I don't want to become a trans woman if I get one drop of estrogen on me. Um, that was that was real cringy. Yeah. And I and he's like, yeah, Cleo's kind of like my James Bond girl because I was a big James Bond fan. I was like, I cannot stand this guy. And so they're going to stop for a drink. He's like, what's our first date? So it's kind of nice. And he apologized for falling asleep. And he says, I didn't want you to think I wasn't attracted to you. I was and by, by being flirty. And he's like, oh, whiskey kiss. And then it, it, there was just this, it triggered something in me. Like if I drink enough, I can kiss you and it's okay. I don't know why it came up that, that way to me. Maybe that's not what he's feeling. But, right. but later on, they go to other bars. He's drinking more. Uh, however, they go to a place. He's like, yeah, I want to listen you up. I want you to get lively. I want you to, knowing this woman has autism. <laughs> yeah. And maybe maybe he doesn't know about 
maybe he hasn't Googled. Right. Um, right. Maybe he hasn't done just slight research of the outside stimuli and how that could be bad for Cleo. Right. Yes. And yeah. so, and I kind of agree, maybe you could go to a fun, more fun place, but find some way where she's comfortable. And she yes. already, she's already going to have a harder time saying, uh, venturing what she's comfortable with, because this is Ooh. someone who is, boy, she's already shy. Um, yeah. and so they're at this crazy bar. There's just like, it's like they picked the most ADHD friendly bar in, <laughs> in London. And all of a sudden it's what I call before. Uh Oh, autism cam. Woo, 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 woo. Blurry, blurry. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Autism cam. And <laughs> it felt like MTV and like the early aughts, like yeah, autism yeah, yeah. cam. And, yeah, yeah. and so lights. Oh, so she's, uh, it's kind of ridiculous. And it's like pictures of the queen hanging from the ceiling. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. so she says, I'm claustrophobic. They're getting some drinks. The next thing he's like, yeah, hey, you want to hear a funny story? This is hilarious. I'm going to tell you a hysterical thing. I was on the plane and, you know, I was ripped. And so I was like talking to these chicks, you know, chicks, you know, chicks are just people you talk to on a plane. And the flight, and I was like, hey, chicks, you want a drink? What are your, what's your name? I'm going to ask the flight attendant for some drinks. Why not buy a, I'll, I'll just sit beside you, even though this is not my seat. Why not? And everyone, girls love strange men that they don't know to sit next to them on planes, especially when they're, they're tipsy. Can you imagine no. those two girls in their 20s are like, Oh my god! Get this fucker away from us! Get him away from us! They probably pressed the the when he went to call go get button. the drinks. They probably pressed the call button and were like, "Get him away from us!" One one of them's like fingering her rape her rape whistle, just ready to go, <laughs> ready and, right here. And this is this is the thing. And the flight attendant's like, "We heard about you," and he's like, "You're cut off." He's like, "Can you imagine? Isn't that a hysterical story?" <laughs> and I'm thinking, what in you? What in you thinks that was a good idea? It was a really rough side of him to see. And I think about the one thing that he said last week echoes and rolls around in my brain like a marble. Okay. He said, you know, it was really cute when you said that you thought I was out of your league. And I went, who, who, who would say something like that? He, he mentioned it twice. Twice he it's, was like, remember what, remember when you said I was out of your league? It that was, was so nice. fucked up. Yeah. And I went. It was so nice that you said that. I was like, she's out of your league. Take a look I in the mirror. I totally agree. She's out of your yeah. league. I yeah. got so grossed out by him. And it wasn't, this episode did not make it better. And yeah. I, anyway, it wound up with him just like chatting. I was like, hey, he's one of these guys at a bar I hate who I would never do this. Hey, what what what's your name? Hey, what, what oh it's cool you're celebrating a birthday. You're 26. That's amazing. And he's like, "Come over here, Cleo. Get closer. I watch out for those things that are hanging from the ceiling. I don't want your eyes to be disturbed or for your autism to be triggered." <laughs> and it, I love when she was like, "No, I'm going to stay." And and then she's like saying to this table of women like, "It's not I'm not it's not that I don't want to talk to you. It's just like it's a little much. And and then she probably feels Good so for her. weird and it. awkward. Yep. Yeah, she feels bad because here he is trying to make friends and she's going, no, I can't get closer. And then she's like, now this table of women thinks I'm a weirdo. It, you know? It is like they said, 
I, production said, hey, we're going to try to make Cleo feel as uncomfortable as possible. Yes. <laughs> that, I hated it. Your mission, your mission, Christian, should you choose to accept it, is to make Cleo wish she was never born. <laughs> what if we find out Christian is the one that was catfishing Tyree the whole time? <gasps> yes, it's that. Mm-hmm. That's the one. Anyway, yes. At the very end, y'all, he basically goes, uh, you know, this is this is my girlfriend Cleo, and like, uh, but and she's like, look, I I want to go home. This is really too much to process, and he, he agrees to come home, not before he finishes his drink, and that's all we see. I, this is giving me such a bad feeling in the pit of my stomach. I'm, mm-hmm. I just, I have it a It was feeling. more important for him for that table of girls to think he was cute. Yep. He's like, finger guns. I'm from I'm, the Midwest. Hey, I'm ladies. The life of the party. Whoa, I'm just a crazy American. It was more important for that table of girls to think he was some cool American, which they fully were making fun of him when he left. Totally. Than to, than to connect with the person that he's there to see. Yeah. Yeah. He can fuck right off. I'm I'm over it. I'm Team agree. Cleo all the way. Um, uh, I I just this this ep- this the, this whole segment that was me going ugh, ugh, with this guy. Yeah, and while you're at it, start Rogaine now. Um, just gonna say something about. I was like that backwards hat ain't hiding nothing, brother. <laughs> We know, know what's happening. We we understand, and we know you understand what's happening. Yeah, uh, yeah. And either either go either get on board or get some Rogaine. That's all. That's all we need to say. Anyway, that's all I got. Uh, Mary Payne, thank you so much for doing this. It's always fun with you. So fun. So fun. I think the next time I'm not going to wear like green against this background. It is a little loud. I so thought I'm, you were saying the next time, and you kind of touch yourself, and you're like, "I'm like the next time, I'm going to be topless." <laughs> <laughs> what a thrill that would be for everyone! <laughs> I think the next time I'm going to do this topless. Yeah, just you know, uh, I just I, get the camera for no. It's just like a, I, I think probably I for what you're seeing. Show my shoulders. Like, Ooh. Oh, Ooh. your creamy shoulders. Yes, my creamy yes. shoulders. Gorgeous. Um, this shirt is too small. It won't let me. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm wearing gay shirts, wearing gay, gay clothes. All right. Thank you, Mary Payne. Y'all, this has been your B90 for this week. We'll be back again with uh, Maddie, who's got a new face, but I don't think he can show it yet. Uh, no. I don't looks know if good. he can Look, show it yet. We'll see. I've seen it on the texting and it looks gorgeous. Good. Uh, not not like a ventriloquist dummy at all, right? No. And okay. you be nice. You be nice. <laughs> I will. I will. You You're nice. right. You're right. Uh, All right, you guys, thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Thank you, Mary Bay.